This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to episode 376 of the Wednesday week and uh, thank you for joining us on this great, we all love it, international break podcast because we've got hundreds of stuff to talk about. I'm joined by Holly, Simon and John and they're the unlucky ones this week to talk all and try and ramble through 45 minutes to an hour of stuff to get you entertained. So since it's international week we will start off Holly. How are you doing? I'm all right. I picked you because everyone not watching on YouTube, Holly has gone international and she's wearing a lovely England top, aren't you? <laughs> I am, yeah. But don't let it deceive you because I actually really hate international break. It's not the same. I know last week we all said it'd be better because Wednesday won't <laughs> lose, but it's not the same. It certainly is not the, the same. The England disappointment is not the same as the Wednesday disappointment. <laughs> Definitely, John. On that, just before, just repeat what you said off camera. Um, your thoughts on the international? You just said um, about, <laughs> especially what I, happened yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, they're yeah they're absolutely shite, aren't they? I, I can't can't abide them really. They just break up the rhythm, they break up uh, all your your routine, don't they? Especially you, know, like you guys who who go to the away games and everything like that. You. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just an inconvenience, isn't it? And then when England play shit like they did, it's just like 
just make it just makes it even worse, doesn't it? It just compounds your misery. You can't even watch Match of the Day. The BBC will put some fucking shit film on that's been on about ten times in the last six months. So <laughs> that's my thoughts on international break. Uh, not a, not a great fan, Simon. Your yeah. your quick thoughts on the uh, international break? Um, I love them. I think they're great. Uh, <laughs> I'm only saying that just to basically go opposite <laughs> the rest of you. It's, it, um, it's just, you know just what so annoys. It just that. annoys me is that, that that manager has got the 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 best players, English players, in the world. Uh and uh he doesn't play the best ones, which I just find really, really frustrating. <laughs> um and I wish that Wednesday had half of those players like we used to many years ago. What, um, what does Phil Foden have to do to get a get a game? I, you know mate, I, mean? like, I just most talented just, player we've got. You've got players no. there who aren't aren't playing, getting chosen. Players who are playing now in the Saudi league, they're getting chosen. I, I, I just don't get it. Saudi league. I just don't. I just. I just don't get it. But, but I was in a pub but, in London. I watched it in a pub in London. Everybody was really interested in it. Not. It was dire. And it, ninety minutes of my life, I'll never get back. But that's that's one of the great things of getting promoted out of League One, though. Got to be this season that we have we are participating in International Break Week, um, and not just us as fans, obviously having a break, but uh, some of our signings uh, have been. I, w- I was going to say participating, but um, out of the ones that got picked, chosen for the country, we had uh, Delgado um, or das- Vasquez, Colombia. Deshaun Bernard and uh, Jeff Hendrick, the new signing. So I don't know. Uh, I, I had a quick look earlier, and uh, there was only Delgado. We've got any minutes? So even yeah. though I would, it's hard for me for Hendrick if he's gone. He's not even had a full training session, I believe, at Chef Wednesday. I think he turned up and then got on the straight coach out of there to join up with the, the international squad. So it'd be like. Bit of a waste if you don't get any minutes, wouldn't it? Being better staying mm. at Hills, uh, not Hills, but Middlewood, and uh, having a few few days with the, with his new teammates. What do you think, Simon? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Ferguson used to do it, didn't he? When he didn't want any players to go on international duty, they mysteriously got injured, and then played in the next uh, Man United home game. So you know, it it, it, it is odd, isn't it? I, I think. The reason why we were for the international break this time was because of the fact that a lot of our team haven't had minutes training and playing together because they were assembled so, so late. So I think the only positivity we were taking from it from previous podcasts was that two weeks of respite to try and get into Cisco's um, head what team he wants to play um, rather than bingo bongo on a Saturday and finding out who's actually going to play or not. Um, But then to yeah, but then to lose a player you've just signed who who looks on paper a really good signing, to then go on international duty and then not play has got to be frustrating for anybody. Yeah, or, or, uh, much for the player and Cisco because obviously he's signed him like exactly that. We said you, you use this break, don't you? And we have assembled a squad that has been pretty late on um, to get to get them together for near nigh on two weeks would have been fantastic. Um, I'm, like I say, I'm not. Vasquez is an uncapped keeper, sat on the bench. Um, Bernard didn't get on either, so I'm, I'm not sure. 
it's a, it's a long way. It's a lot of mileage for the players into as well. Then we will play the other side of the world, whoever they're playing for. It's a bit of a bit of a harsh one on Sheffield Wednesday to to be able to have the ch- chance of getting this group of twenty four, which we'll talk about later, um, players and the under twenty one uh, kids as well who, who can play, um, getting to know each other. John, I mean, I'll come to you about how. I don't know how to put that. It was like Delgado got minutes, which is great to see. Are you a fan of players that go all across the world? Obviously, they've got. To, I'd love to represent my country in anything. I'd do it in tiddlywinks or anything like that. So, I mean, it's a great honour for him, but it's just not fair on the club, is it? Yeah, it seems a bit of a. A waste of time, doesn't it? When they're going to they're going to do you know um, whatever it is, eight nine hour flight to Colombia, and then and then you know sit on the bench, um, and then come you know come come back a few days later, and it's like, what was the point really? Um, I mean, that, international having international players on one hand, it, it, on one hand, it's telling you that um, you should have got a better team because you've got players that are going to be missing. For, uh, for a duration of time so on one hand you're thinking that you've got a better team but then it just depends what countries are representing because some of the players like obviously Chile are a decent side aren't they so you've got Delgado going out there and getting some minutes uh, Colombia again they're, they're kind of a middle of the road South American side aren't they but they've, um, um, they've not I don't think we played them in the World Cup the last time we had Colombia um, um, managed to beat them on penalty but some of the other the clubs that you know they're not going to play them, but they've they, they still got to take them, haven't they? Just in case to get injuries or whatever. And but specifically for us, it would have been nice to have those players in the uh, on the training ground at Middlewood, as you said. Uh, and because let's be honest, as things have gone, it really needs we really need those players in that time on the train on the training pitch to try and buy into this whatever style of play that Cisco has in mind, whatever his set formation is or mindset. We really could do with as much time as possible for them to work on that, because um, we probably saw a few signs in the Leeds game that there were things that were coming together, um, and some of the play was a little bit more structured and a bit more positive. Uh, but then now it's been broken up, hasn't it, for for two weeks while we have a, you know, a boring uh, international break. Which you know, I wonder if the Spanish think like that. You know, oh, I'm sick of this. You know, I just want to go and watch Barcelona and Real Madrid. I'm sick of this international break. Or if it's just us English that moan about it, but it just, just to me, I think, why can't we have? I mean, friendlies should be banned. They should never do friendlies in the middle of a season. That should not happen for me. But couldn't they do like these qualifying tournaments, like after the season, you know, and make it part of the players' pre-season for for them for those that are representing the countries or something like that? I just, I don't know. I think we we a lot of us have fell out with international football, and he, we kind of got a, a little bit of taste for it back with England doing well in the last two tournaments. But you know, let's be right; it should have beat Italy. Italy ain't qualified for this for the last World Cup, did they? So, so, so I think as enthusiasm came back a bit, but it just always seems like a hindrance when you your club always comes before your country. Let's be right; we'd always want Wednesday to be promoted over England doing anything. We'd always want Wednesday to win a Premier League than England win a World Cup. Certainly, I would anyway. Uh, so to me, they're just a bit of a, a bump in the road and a bit of a hindrance. Um, and I'd much rather just watch club football week in, week out. And if England come on to TV, you know, 
I might I might watch, I might not. So it's a good it's a good point, that John. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually ask that to Holly and Simon. What would you rather do? And it's a stupid question because I probably know the answer. What would you rather have, Holly? Would you rather have England win a World Cup? Or no, no Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like even just not even win the Premier League, just just hope. Just be, <laughs> just get there. Win a game. <laughs> just, just get to the Premier League and win one game. And that's it. We're struggling to win a game this season, to be fair. So, but I'll take it. Yeah, uh, I just think international football is just like it's so far removed from what we watch like you wouldn't take England us watching England winning on telly or whatever over as they out at Wembley or that Peterborough game or and yeah I suppose we could go and watch it in person but again it's not they're not ours they're not our players that we that we know week in week out other it's just not like as much as I really do quite like Jack Grealish like he's just not ours he don't belong to he don't belong to us like the Wednesday players do it's not the same <laughs> so you're not you're not invested week in week out like you are emotionally are you with with the Wednesday players um they are like exactly what you say they, they are far removed from what we see yeah I mean I'd take it because I'm anyone's for a party uh, but it's not the same, <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> Simon what about you as if I need to ask <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we are so so far removed from the England players now, with us being out of the Premiership for twenty three years. Bear in mind, we mentioned earlier on that at one point we had five six players in in the Wednesday squad in the nineties that were all England players, you know. And and, and then there was some amount of investment, but you, you look at these players who uh, we see playing for England now, and also I said it uh, earlier on this huge wealth of talent that an England manager can choose from. And we've seemed to have been for years now, probably since Terry Venables hung up his, 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 his uh, management shoes was they've, um, they've just constantly picked, in my opinion, the wrong players. Uh, and, and Gareth Southgate seems to be doing a very similar thing now in regards to, uh, and it's just constant disappointment. So hell, I'm Wednesday all over. I'd like to see if if we. I'd rather us get into the Premiership than see England win a World Cup. In you know, then we might see players of the standard that play for England grace Hillsborough again, and then get a little yeah. bit more invested in it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I think it was. It was it Andy Hinchcliffe, the last Wednesday player oh, to be capped by. Oh, oh, hang on. I just got. Uh, just got just stab in the dark. Andy Hinchcliffe didn't really play. He was registered at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, if you, but if you look at what what did we have? We had Hinchcliffe, Sinton, Palmer, yeah. um, Des Walker, Chris, Chris Woods. Woods, Chris Woods. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, I think, obviously Hursty had flirtations with the England team. Um, mm. Didn't Warriors get called up for the England squad at, at one point as well? I'm sure he got called up. <sighs> he certainly played for England bees. Speaking um, of which, England remember, um, So when we just, 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 just one that I ch- uh, threw out in chat, but I, th- I don't think anyone really answered it or or had the answer. But you know what? Uh, we signed Chris Waddle in nine, ninety two. We signed in Chris Waddle, something like that. Ninety three, probably yeah. ninety two, wasn't it? Because it culminated 92. in cup finals yeah. in ninety three, yeah. didn't it? So, yeah. so we signed Waddle in ninety two. Yeah, and England went to Sweden for Euro '92, 
But I don't recall Chris Waddle being in the England squad back then. And I'm thinking, surely he must. If he wasn't, why? Because he won the foot. He won the Players' Right of the Year, play it for the season, didn't he? But so the fellow professionals in the '92 '93 season, Waddle was the best player in the in the Premier League mm. as voted by mm. his peers. Mm. But I don't recall him being in that England squad in Euro '92, which would be incredible when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know Leticia used to get overlooked, didn't I? Because he was like absolute god for Southampton. But when he put an England shirt on, it just didn't. He only got limited opportunities, didn't he? But when he put an yeah, England yeah. shirt on, it just didn't yeah. seem to happen. Yeah. Whereas other players like John Barnes were like Pele when he played for England, but mm. okay when he played for Liverpool, I suppose. Mm. But... So on that, John, there's Chris Woods was there for Wednesday, and Carl Palmer was it? Were it was in the '92? Oh, yeah. No, no, Chris Waddle. Wow, no, Chris Waddle. Andy Sinton yeah. was, but he was a QPR. He was at QPR. So yeah. Waddle, that's incredible, isn't it? So Waddle wins the, the, the best player in the Premier League in 92-93, but doesn't get picked for England for Euro 92. I think that's yeah. probably a bit of a hangover from the penalty miss, isn't it, from Euro, uh, uh, yeah. Italia 90. Italia 90, yeah. I'm sure yeah. some of our listeners who are, are obviously a bit more up on England history and stuff with it yeah. let us know. So yeah. uh, just, just for anyone listening, put it into our... Um, Twitter or something, and what your choices would be. Sheffield Wednesday, Premier League, winning a game in the Premier League or winning the Premier League. Just win it again. <laughs> or England winning the World Cup. Um, I'm, I'm going to leave international football. We've done it. We've done 10, yeah. 12 minutes well. of talking about international football. We've done well then. So last last uh, episode, we talked about the um, squad numbers. So the registration for that 25-man squad. Um, and it wasn't confirmed. The club hadn't confirmed which players were they lucky, unlucky, or um, left out, injured, whatever. So it's been confirmed now. We have a 24-man squad with, with one space available. And I think as a lot of people thought and knew that there's no space at this present for Marvin Johnson. Um, Simon, what's your thoughts? On the on the squad, the twenty four out of the twenty five has been picked, and just the Marvin Johnson situation. I, I think we, the, the the squad that's been picked is probably what we thought was going to be picked. Obviously, you discussed the other week and what had been touted around X or whatever it's called, um, and the Marvin Johnson thing. I, I just find it really bizarre of what what has gone on there. Because obviously, sorry, we, Simon. Sorry, what, Simon. What? Oh, Liberty X. That's what I had in my head then. With that, <laughs> <laughs> that into, yeah, yes, mate. That's mate. it. Sorry, I, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit. Too, I'm a bit too old for a Liberty yeah. X, to be honest. Marvin so. Johnson's not in Liberty X either. No, no he's been no, left no. out twice. Maybe, maybe he was shafted by Simon Cowell, and then it's got shafted by Cisco. Justice for Marv. This may, is getting may, ridiculous now. Maybe Marv. Maybe Marv was, and Cisco just didn't like Liberty X. He just didn't take to him. So uh, more of a hearsay but, fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the name of this podcast is now Liberty X Isco. Yeah. Oh man, it writes, it yes. writes itself. It writes itself. So apologies, Simon. Oh. Mate. We're, we're doing very professional there, weren't we? Apologies, we Simon. We were. Bob. We were. Um, I can't get my head around it to be honest. Um I I uh now I honestly can't get my head around it why he's not in the squad. I don't know what's gone, something's gone on the train ground. I've always had sort of 
questions about Marv, but there's nobody in that team who's got a sweeter left foot than him putting a ball in the box. If you look at his conversion rate last season, um, but um, I didn't I didn't go to the Leeds game and I didn't watch the highlights. But from what I saw at Cardiff um, the week before, it's okay having somebody to put a ball into the box. But if nobody's actually in the box and they're all playing in midfield, then you know then he's surplus to requirements, and it it, it obviously doesn't fit in with. Cisco's system. Not that yeah. I don't think we've actually seen a system as yet. And um he wasn't signed by him, and he obviously doesn't fancy him. So, but they obviously knew before all this that he wasn't going to be in the in this squad. So why have we still got him on the books? Why are we still paying him what I'd imagine is a half decent salary? You know, why why have we why are we paying for a guy who's on I'm it's conjecture, but 12 grand a week, say, right? Um, why are we paying 12 grand a week? And it's, I don't know what it is. It might be eight grand, seven grand, it might be 50. Who knows? Why have we not just transferred? Why didn't we let him go to another club? Like Derby might have been interested in. Yeah. Why didn't we let him go to a cl- another club and at least let the poor bugger play and get that wage off our bill? It's odd. It, well, it the rumour was to do with that we'd asked Derby to pay too much of a percentage of his wages. And if it's if it's like us, the wage will be high. And we've and they've gone, nah, you're all right. You'd think someone yeah. would come in for him because when somebody posted up his moneyball stats of like crosses and dribbles and all this and other, and he was like our best player for stats last season, other than Bannon, I suppose. But so you'd think somebody would want him based on his stats, even if they've never seen him. He's not that bad to not even get in the squad, is it? Like, no, it should be. It should. It should be in and around the squad because he's, he offers something that a lot of other players don't, and that's his crossing ability. Um, and also, coincidence or not, other than Bannon aside, it seemed like the uh, Cisco's got a bit of a um, got it in for left foot design because Reese James didn't get a look in either, does he? So yeah, Reece but James that's like what that. Simon was saying. Reese James wasn't his signing either. He obviously yeah. has got a really he's got something in his mind and it in it obviously doesn't like someone else's leftovers. You that's what it looks like, doesn't it? But mm. I mean there'd be uproar if he just left all of them out, wouldn't there? So <laughs> he's picked Marv. Marv's his one that he's decided is gonna be yeah. it. It's weird though, because you I, I think when we let Rhodes go on loan to Norwich that time, I think we part subsidised some of these wages. So I mean, if somebody, if if like Cisco's thinking, I don't want this guy around. He's not part of my plans. And whether it's you know recruitment contact or whether it's you know just chance here, looking at it and saying, no, I want this amount of money to let him go and learn it, it. It does neither the club nor the player any good, does it? To have him just sat there doing nothing. So he he could have gone out and got some game time. And you know what? But time we're ready for coming back. We might have even got a new manager. And he come, could have come straight back in and, and contributed. Um, so I just think it's it's obviously it's obviously they've had a clash of personalities. We've seen it before when um, uh, Westwood and Hutchinson got frozen out, didn't they? Um, for a time was it? I, don't, I can't remember. Manager with Monk or I, yeah. I think Joss yeah. Joss and Monk Joss. did it. Joss, yeah. Joss and, yeah. and Monk did it, didn't they? Um, but I think for both of them players, it were obvious that that they were quite outspoken. I wouldn't say mm. Marv has ever come across like that before. Um, he's always, mm. but I suppose we don't we don't know, do we? But he has always appeared to be quite 
a quiet kind of guy, whereas like yeah. Hutchinson came across very differently, I would say. Mm. Yeah, you, you I, don't you, you don't know, dear. You, it's all ifs, buts, maybe's, and everything we we always talk about, obviously on this podcast of of we don't know what's happened. Um, or what I believe Marvin signed on the first of July or something, and I think Cisco came in on the sixth, something like that. So a week later, maybe. So, but, but he played. He played in most. He played in most of the pre seasons as well, though, which is really odd. We didn't have anyone else then, though, did we? No, no. I suppose we did. Yeah. But, but he did. But now he, we're he playing. Went... A, now, now we've shifted one of the fullbacks onto the onto the opposite side. Aren't we? Is it, is it Delgado? Delgado? He's playing yeah. left left wing back and he's yeah. right footed, isn't it? So yeah. it's a bit of a square and, and, peg round hole situation. And that there, really t- at Cardiff that that really told during the game that he couldn't play a ball down that wing because he was right footed and he really struggled mm. with it. Um, I, 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 it annoys me is um, is this wage situation is the fact that and and mm. and like you said, John, surely enough, half of his salary, even if we were covering half of his salary and went somewhere, is better than paying it all. Yeah. Um, it, it seems really, but then again, why would we be surprised about um, poor business decisions from our chairman? And <laughs> you're right, of course. Any any percentage towards his playing if he's not here for the next four months and isn't three months and he's not doing anything why not get his wages but he might not have even wanted to go to derby no. I don't, you don't know do you i'm not i know you're saying don't that, like I, <laughs> no i don't know you gotta look at that it may may not have been all the chairman's fault for a lot of the things that uh go wrong it is 99 headline there. The <laughs> yeah, no, no that, county that, for old marv <laughs> <laughs> he's it could be. It could have just gone. His agent said, "Look, you're going to go to Derby for till January," um, and he might have just gone, "No, I don't want to," or whatever. They might not have been offering him playing time. I don't. I, don't, I really don't know. But something's gone on. You would have thought that Wednesday would have tried to, if he's not in the plans in the next few months, um, ship him out somewhere. Just one for him to be playing, and and two to to get some money back because it's not like well, we've got a plethora of money is it well that's true i think that marv is just did marv think going out on loan until january is going to be longer than cisco leaving and us getting a new manager maybe he just thought <laughs> i'll just wait out and it won't matter he probably he just wait he took his trainers, not brand free marv is the new free britney <laughs> <laughs> so so marvin's a gambling man and uh, uh, yeah. no d- disclaimer <laughs> i have not got no sorry is <laughs> I do not know if Marvin Johnson gambles or not, sorry, but he's uh, he's thinking he's going to last longer than the manager. Yeah. So on that, the, the one space that's available in the 25-man squad, so we have one space available, it could be for Marvin Johnson. That's what you're saying, isn't it? It could be the new manager who comes in thinks, I've got a left-sided attacking player who's got, I don't know, what was it, 10 assists and four goals last season in the League One, and he's there, sat there doing nothing. I want to bring him in. So what, are you saying there that the coaching staff have actually written that list thinking, I might get sacked anyway, so I'll leave <laughs> <a special> <laughs> 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 I've got someone on the inside. I'm that confident that I'm not going to be here by Christmas. But... Simon. No, I did not say that, but you never know. 
but that but I think by by the close of the transfer window and the loans, now we can only sign free transfers. So I think that this one space would either be left open for Momo Diaby, who's going to come back quicker um, from his injury because he's out till Christmas, I believe, or somewhere around there, or um, a, a striker, a free transfer. So what do you think, John? What what? I think we were all crying out for a striker, a young loan or somebody to come in with a bit of pace, um, someone to someone something to prove. But what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I was still quite shocked that we didn't bring one in. Um, apparently, we we were looking at somebody who went to another club, but I don't I don't recall them revealing who it was. Um, but yeah, I do I do think it's it's a position that we still need. Um, but we've got to. We, we need a certain type of strikers. We've got your Michael Smith and Ashley Fletcher uh, and Lee Gregory. are all very similar in what they do, aren't they, really? They're, they're all sort of mainly more sort of hold-up players, target men. But what we really need is, is someone to stretch the back line of other, other teams. Uh, somebody young and quick. We've, we've tried before. We had that um, John Jules, didn't we, from, um, from on loan. It lasted about 40 minutes, didn't it? You know, Children, typical yeah. of us, isn't it? Sign a player as soon as he runs on Hillsborough pitch, that's it. He's done his car for something, you know. But, it, he's, um, uh, he's at Derby now, John. He's gone to Derby now, is he? Yeah. Derby, but, yeah. yeah, I thought we might target a Are they going for our bins? version of Rotherham, aren't they? Wasn't Rotherham used to do that, didn't they? They had all our players. Yeah. And now it's Derby. Yeah. And United as well. Uh, Sheffield United used to take, you know, they took uh, Quinn, didn't they? And um, Geary. Derek Geary, yeah. Bromber. Yeah. yeah. T- took quite a few, didn't they, really, over, over the years. But, yeah, um, but in terms of the free agent market, there's not there's not a lot out there. So I think we're going to have to make do with what we've got and revisit the situation in January. Um, yeah. I mean, we did... Andre Gray was somebody that was mooted, but again, he's probably on massive wages. I think he's just signed for somebody in Turkey. I think we were saying off camera, Ash. Um, yeah, I think so. So I don't really think there's anything viable for us in, in terms of free agents. Um, I'm not sure if a club releases a player for some reason, terminates the contract or whatever. I'm not sure if, if he can actually sign them until the next transfer window. I think they've got to be unattached during the transfer window before you can sign them as a free agent. So that's another bit of a... I might be wrong on that. They might have changed it, but it used to be like that. So, basically, I think we've we stuck with what we've got till January. Uh, God help us. <laughs> yeah. it, this is I'll... the problem with the markets now, isn't it? Sorry, Ash. No. Um, it is the fact that the foreign markets now can offer so much more money than what probably we can. So, there'll be players who are getting who haven't got, say, for example, somebody like Connor Wickham, you know, who who who. You know, if he if he wasn't he hadn't been had his injury record, he would have played for England. He was a great player, um, big, strong, could play football, but his injuries have always killed him. But there's a footballer in there, so he could end up going to, like you say, Turkey or Saudi or China or America, and earn a considerable amount, far more money than Sheffield Wednesday could offer him. So where's he going to go? You know, the states or, or play for us? So these free agents are going to have offers, aren't they, on their table? For playing in foreign leagues, where they're going to earn so much more? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Of course they are. You would, wouldn't you? Would you? Would you rather like probably see out the uh, last year or two of your career sunning it somewhere, nice and warm, or uh, traipsing around S six? 
you'd, <laughs> you'd take a bit of sunshine, wouldn't you? Yeah. Take a bit of sunshine. <laughs> but but there's the space there, isn't there? Anyone's guess of what what he want, what he's going to do, what he wants to do. Um, he's obviously left that one position for a reason. Um, the free transfers. Don't get me wrong. I do not know. I'm sure somebody's looked at them, looked up and down them. Who's available? Who's who's possible to to get? But I, I don't think this because you'd have heard somebody by now. I would have thought and hoped the club would have picked whoever it was, targeted him, signed him. Especially when you've got, like we've said before, 14 days of training with a new squad. So if if they if they do after this, then they seriously have Mister. Mr. Bit of a trick, or if they're trying to get someone in, I don't know. I can't. I can't help but think though that these people are out without a club. If they were good enough, they'd be they'd be signed for a club somewhere along the line. Mm. I mean, I mean, it's like the the old days when I used to go to when I used to go to nightclubs, and at the end of the night, I was one of the ugly kids stood at the at the side waiting for the last dance, and it's like that, and I never got chosen. So it's a bit like that. They 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 just sat there on the side waiting for slow dance to come on and Sheffield Wednesday to come in. You know, and, and and then it doesn't happen, and so you end up on the dance floor kicking your legs to New York, New York by Frank Sinatra at the end of it. So it's 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 it's, wow. it's that's, that, that's, that's quite an insight into you, Simon. That one, mate. I guess, mate. Oh, yeah, that was eighties and early nineties in Sheffield clubbing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they would have got chosen by now, though, wouldn't they? They're, they're free agents. You think so? That Tridini quote from this week where he said that there's a lot of people without a club and they're a bit snobbish about where they mm. want to go. And he's he just said that he, he'd rather play football for anyone than, than not play football. But he, he sort of suggested there's a lot of people floating about not wanting to drop to a certain standard, which is sad for us that we're now below that standard that people want to come to. <laughs> we are. We are. We now at the 2am, the lights have come off. Yeah, we're the ugly kid at the side of the dance floor who's just waiting for Frank Sinatra to come on to play New York. All right, it's like all right, all right Simon, I'm getting PTSD. You're bringing back all sorts of memories here. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, that's that's me done, everyone. Wow. Yeah. I'm say it's a bit, we're a bit we're a bit, a bit like a forgotten club and a forgotten city, aren't we? Because when I was on the um, when we right before we played Newcastle last season in the FA Cup, I went, I got invited onto one of their pods. And they were got they were having people like chucking questions in, and one of them was saying, um, "I can't do a Geordie accent," but he was saying, um, "Do you do you still have that bendy bus?" <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> that bendy bus that went to Meadowhall? I went, "No, I think they decommissioned that about fifteen years ago." No one knows us anymore. Questions. No one knows Sheffield Wednesday anymore. It's like we're that, the forgotten club, the forgotten city. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It's it's a shame that, like you said, if anyone's out there free transfer, there's a reason they're there, um, like it's injury record or, or anything. Um, but that that quote that you said, Holly, I'm sure it was from the same snippet that Deanie said. He said that when you're a kid, you just play for anyone. You just want to play football, and you get up there, you get in the first team, you get to the, and if you're lucky enough to get to the team you want to play for, you do it. You'll do it for nothing. You've been there a few years. And then you've earned the millions if you're that good um, to earn, and then you, you're you're out of contract at early thirties, and you're scrapping around, and then you you won't play for anyone for a two grand a week or four grand a year. And he says, yeah. he said, 
it's totally roles reversed and it's it's yeah. a sad thing to see that people would give every, well, virtually everyone who likes football would give their right arm to play for it mm. and 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 players do we all know away days are mint but there's nothing quite like playing at home same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now with the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply for more information see mcdonald's.com see you later the Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds however when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends we might not always feel as confident that's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. But you don't get, get that old, now, do you? No. You don't get that because kids get signed to academies younger so they've never really worked their way up. Kyle Walker yeah. never played for a grassroots club. He signed no. for Sheffield United as a kid yeah. and then played through academy status. So now there aren't people who play for grassroots clubs hoping that a scout finds them. They're just they're already few, superstars. They're few and far between, aren't they, Holly? They're few and far between. I mean, Ash, if you cast your mind back for when we went to the Arctic Monkeys, we were lucky enough to meet Lee Gregory, weren't we? Now, Lee so did, Gregory. So did everybody. Yeah. I think, yes. But, yeah. but, um, but we got chatting to him, nicest bloke. And if you look at his how he was picked up, he was playing for Halifax Town, non league. Were you friends uh, with Vardy? Sorry? Wasn't he friends with Vardy, Gregory? I think he was friend. I think Vardy yeah. was maybe playing. He was there. at Halifax Vardy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he got picked up by Millwall, I think, then went to Stoke, you know, and. and they are few and far between. Stuart Pierce's of the day who got picked up, you know, from grassroots. Vardy, in a way, even though he was in the Wednesday Academy. Uh, and these guys seem to have a little bit more humble. Charlie Austin as well. Yeah, a bit more humility to 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 how they, you know, I mean, the guy came over and actually his mates were going, oh, no, don't go and talk to them. And, his mate, and he just went, pushed his mates out of the way and came and spoke to us, didn't he? He actually went out of his way. Mm. Um yes. It, it was. It, it was. It was well oiled, though. It um, was well oiled, uh, and, and you weren't. <laughs> no, no, never drink. Never drink. Never drink. Right, we're going to move on. So, in fact, believe it or not, there was some football at the weekend. So we are the Wednesday week. So there was a Sheffield Wednesday team playing. The ladies had a, an FA Cup um, fixture against a local team to me, Kiverton Park. Ladies, um, in the Women's FA Cup on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, and we've said it too many times with the um, men's team, they lost. So they lost in the Cup to Kiverton Park. So 3-0, I believe the score was. Um, I mean, I've, I, I'm on the uh, engagement panel, suppose engagement panel, and Dave Higgins, who's the chairman of the Sheffield Wednesday Ladies, on there. And they're they're doing great stuff, I've got to say. Um, and it's it's great to see them. And they've they've been kitted out. I believe they've spent quite a bit of money on all the brand new this season's kits. So they look dapper as well. So they uh, instead of having two or three seasons year old kit, 
they are looking the part as well. So, um, stereotypically, I'm going to come to you, Holly, because you are a footballing uh, lady as well. You'd like to play football. So, it's good, isn't it, that, that you, your team you support have got a ladies' team? Yeah, um, well, I watched them in a pre-season friendly a few weeks ago and they were really, they were really good. They played um, Hemsworth, who are not, yeah. they're not too shabby. Um, and they, there was a really good point in the game where um, one of the Wednesday lasses who was a, definitely still a teenager, which made me feel very old, um, <laughs> had the ball and she did a couple of like, step overs a couple of uh, uh, dips and shimmies and the Hemsworth girl just went fuck that and stepped aside <laughs> and just went <laughs> and then she just looked and she was right in front of us and she just went I'm too old for this <laughs> and I just went rather you than me mate and then uh, yeah they they were running rings around them a little bit um and I think they won the first league game but lost this yeah but I will say I don't think Kiverton are like and people are like, oh, because they're not a brand name like Sheffield Wednesday Ladies. I think they're very, very well established. It's not a case of <laughs> they've just been done by some random people. I think it'll have been a really tough game for them, to be fair. From what I've seen, the recruitment this season is they are investing in youth, aren't they? They're taking a lot of young lasses on. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, Heidi, um, who is the girl who's sponsored by Barry Bannon, She's actually uh, the girlfriend of a lad who I works with, son. Um, and it turns out her mum, I think, is, 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 is works within Sheffield Wednesday in regards to the, the kits. So um, I was talking to Bob, who's the, the lad's dad today, about the football kits. They've obviously got the new Macron kit for this season because they've always played in like last year's kits. But two, apparently, two, two and three years, yeah. yeah sometimes, but yeah. apparently, they are still good. They're playing in the new home kit, but they're playing in last year's uh, away kit. And the only reason why they're playing in last year's away kit is nothing to do with money or anything like that. Apparently, it gets really badly stained on the three G pictures, and they can't get that white off-white kit. They can't. They can't get it clean. So that's why they're playing in last year's. Nobody kit. wants the granny pants kit. Nobody wants it. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> It's, it's a lot nicer kit, I've got to say, the yellow. So I'd, yeah. uh, I won't yeah. be too uh, disappointed in that. Yeah. I've just uh, I've just done a little bit of uh, research because that's what I do. I do a little bit of research. And it just it, they, they did put a tweet out, the Chef Wednesday ladies, on Sunday before the game, saying that the average age of the team was 19. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So that, you what you just said, you could, uh, you could yeah. say it was a very, very young team that was playing. Yeah. But yeah. Fa fair play to, I mean... Um, I think we're uh, we're going to go down on Sunday. Some of us from the podcast will watch them the next game, so that's going to be yep. good. A bit, a bit more, yep. a bit of Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. So that'll be. I think, we're, like, so we've got to remember it's been a very neglected side of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, hasn't it? The, the ladies' team. So it's still very much in its infancy, in it in terms of being like a professionally run unit, oh. isn't it? Really, um, and so you know those that don't really or are new or just getting into it like holly said they're going to look i think fucking hell they lost to kiverton town but it's not it's it's because it's, it's completely different and they'd be a well-established team um and then wednesday ladies are still sort of up and coming aren't they like you said just getting a bit more support financially like you said getting the new kits and that now um but it's, it's obviously the perfect time to to um, to be in focus with how well the england women's team done it's 
massively raised the popularity of the uh, sport for, uh, for for females there and getting involved at all age groups. So long, long may it continue, and I hope they can have some uh, good, good success moving forward. And, and they've got great facilities now on Claywheels Lane in Sheffield. It's right by the Jubilee Club, so if you do go down on Sunday, you can actually stand on the balcony outside the Jubilee Club with a pint in your hand and watch the game. So, and, and by doing that, you're supporting the club. The only way they're going to the only way they're going to move on is by people going to watch them, putting their hands in the pockets. So, of course. That, yeah, of that's course. that's what we need to do as fans. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, anyone joining down there, you may see uh, a few of us podcasters down there. So, uh, please don't come and say hello because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd probably add we're not as nice off camera, camera are we, yeah that's yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Simon's right yeah, he's right yeah. you'll not even recognize simon anyone on youtube in real life you don't look like this he's uh i think i think his lad's got all his uh filters set up so, yeah he looks about 25 where i look just look like a scruffy homeless guy but there we go so um uh, right moving it on we have got a game coming up so we've done internationals we've had the break we're all refreshed raring to go ipswich town come to s6 so one of our um teams that got promoted with us last season um ipswich town um they've had a good start haven't they don't Don't. you know what (laughs) i've never been Scared of Ipswich because it's always a really dour, horrible game in it. Right. But this time I might just be a bit worried about it, especially I know this is like, why does that case of the X thing never work for us? Why does players like Volks <laughs> against Cardiff, that didn't help us, did it? Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. When our X's come this way, I always think, oh no. And I sort of a few weeks ago thought it's going to be George Hurst that sees Cisco off in it. It's going to be him going bye on his like hat trick or something. Imagine if it were George Hurst that sent Chan Siri off as well. That, <laughs> yeah. That'd be a tale, wouldn't it? Well, how ironic that would be. Yeah, but it's, it's, it, um, I think it's going to. But take I mean, yeah, it's Richard Chan They've spent some money, haven't they? They've spent some money. Yeah. They, they had a, their coach had got some contacts with Man United, so he managed to source some players from there and on loan, etc. Um, they've gone into into the summer and they've had an early. They've had more time to prepare because they went up autos, didn't they? As, as we all know, they um, went on that unbelievable run with Plymouth, and we were able to get back in the top two. So they went up to give them a bit extra time to formulate the trans- transfer plans. They've brought some good players in. They've spent some money. They're clearly not going up to make the numbers. They've, they've got a plan. They want to. They want to do back-to-back promotions if they can. Um, I think it was. I don't know if it was the game pass at the weekend. I, I saw that they were two 0 down, but I, I still fancied them to get some out of the game because they've just they've just been you know playing really well, scoring lots of goals, and they did manage to to come back in that game. So yeah, and I I respect the Georgia. Um, um, you know, coming back and and, and I respect that he probably probably get a goal because that's the, that's the script, isn't it? I think last time he came to Hillsborough scored, but we were lucky enough to win. I think um, it's just one of them things. Um, I, I don't think he's going to go on to be a superstar. I think he's found. I think he'll be a bottom end championship level striker. Um, he's it's going to be a scored, real tough game. He's only scored one this season. 
Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he, he, went, he went to Belgium, didn't he? Which is yeah. like Belgium second division, and he didn't. He got about three goals or something. Yeah. Well, he was at Rotherham. So, he was at Rotherham, wasn't he? Rotherham. I don't think he yeah. even scored for Rotherham. He has he little was... patches where he gets yeah. involved and gets a few goals, but I don't. I don't think we've dropped a bollock like Vardy esque. I'm. No. I'm quite confident in saying that. So. I think the I think you've got to look at last season here, haven't you? Is that they started strengthening for promotion back in January mm. of this year, and I think they spent like four million, and and uh, yeah. we drew with them at home, and I think we should have really beaten them away. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Easy. easy. Smith missed a chance to go three yeah, up, didn't it? It is. Yeah, and and then. You know, we were walking the league as we we know, and then we had our blip after the shit, they're all shit um, game. And we had that blip, and obviously we went up by the playoffs. But we were comparable, if not as good, as Ipswich. And I think the worrying thing is now that if you look at the players that they've signed and the yeah. way they've moved forward, whereas we've actually gone backwards... Um, and that's the worrying thing. And and whether they that 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 to me is gonna be worse seeing how much better than they are, theoretically, on Saturday compared to where we were this time last year, than um actually losing to them. So that that's the thing that's gonna upset me is and if you look at the league as well, Plymouth who are one of the teams that were predicted to I mean, all right, we've only played what we played five, six games, but five um Five games, but Plymouth are just outside the playoffs, and Tenth. and uh, yeah, and and I that's that's where I'm feeling quite sort of oh, down in the dumps about stuff because look, yesterday I cycled London to Brighton, and at part of it, at the top of this hill, looking down on Brighton, you could see Brighton's ground, and in it's not that long ago that we beat them in the playoff playoff semis and went to the playoff final, and now and they've gone into the Premiership and they've invested and they've had an Argentinian World Cup player playing for them at one point and then look at us. They might come and to that's... us in like 15 years' time when he's got one leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing and, and Ipswich seems to be doing doing the same and they're second in the league and they've signed some really good players. I don't think Hurst's the one to worry about, although it is that ex-lover who turns up with you know a more attractive girlfriend <laughs> and... Some RX talk from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had that many. Um, it's it's Ladapo. Don't be and, doing and, kicking and your legs Chaplin. up on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Ladapo, isn't it? And Broadhead, Chaplin yeah. and Broadhead. Yeah. These are the players we've got to we've got to look out for. Who are class, class, class players? I think you've I think you've summed it up really well there. So I think the the the, the bigger picture, or just to see the progress of two clubs that were very evenly matched. And how ones start, how ones like kicked on and formulated their plans to try and make an impact in the division above, and the other ones just had a scattergun approach to bring in cheap foreign players just to fill gaps. I think, um, yeah, I think them and Sunderland have put pressure on us because of yeah. how that's happened for them after the playoffs, and then mm -hmm. that's given us unrealistic expectations, really, because Rotherham didn't do that. They mm. sort of struggled a little bit and they're doing the same again, but we're only looking at Sunderland and Ipswich and rather than the other ones that are a bit more realistic. I think. See, I'd be all right with that, but what, what I didn't what I didn't don't like is when chairman says, I'm gonna we're gonna go for it and my, my expectations are playoffs. And you think, Oh, okay then, sound yeah, I'll have a bit of that. And then you sign ten players you've never heard of for like probably nominal fees. 
and then you're just paying the wages and it's just like just just be honest and you know if you haven't got the money to kick us on just say we're looking to consolidate in the championship that word mm-hmm. consolidate would pacify so many fans rather than say yeah we're going to go for it and then you're signing all these players nobody's heard of it's it was it's it's a hard one ain't it? that way it's not it's it's easy like you say it's easy he says he wants something but you've got to lay the money for that it's, it, i exactly. i find it very difficult you to, to look through the history and go right any team that's been promoted that's not spent i don't know less than a million have they got they've got promotion and we got playoffs i think uh, southampton did it a few years ago went from league mm-hmm. one up championship but they still yeah. laid out some money in mm-hmm. the championship so you for for the for the owner chairman to come out and say what what he wants is i want a lot of things but mm-hmm. if you're not going to pay for it you're not going to get it and it's unrealistic yeah. for you to say that to the fans which i i don't speak for fans but i know for myself if if we finish 19th if we finish 19th 18th 20 whatever like that and just consolidate just which had no finishing that low in the league means we're going to lose four on the trot five on the trot we have lost four on the trot done it. <laughs> yeah. Done it. yeah be That's there take yeah now, now yeah now comes the <laughs> 26 on, on, on unbeaten um, I'm realistic. I know that, but for the for the um, the chairman to come out and have unrealistic expectations, it's all right us fans having them. But when the owner comes out and says it, it's it's different because mm-hmm. he's the one who can affect that by putting his hand in his pocket. Yeah, appointing the right man um, who I am sure he thinks Cisco is the right man for treating the manager with a bit of respect that you've got at the club with a bit of. We don't know what's happened, and we're not going to break over the Darren Moore situation. He's gone, but the just the way he's run things. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a chancery in. I'm not a chancery out. But I am getting really, really frustrated with the way things are going behind the scenes, um, and it, it, it's hard. It really is. Yeah, but, but positive about it. But then again. Is it unthinkable that if we're in the same league as Ipswich next season, that they might have points off because they spent a lot of money in January, they spent a lot of money in the uh, pre-season, they've got a lot of new people in that aren't cheapo like ours. So it's not unthinkable that they might be just doing what we did a few years ago. And if it don't work... There's there's a gamble there. You're exactly right. There is a gamble there. And I think there are other teams have gambled, like Brighton, and 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 have and managed to go up, well, yeah, yeah and wolves. But um, but then also as well, a lot of them are loans. They've got some saleable assets there, which I think they've tried to do with this scattergun approach of the younger lads, the PSG guy, Saba, people like that, to maybe find a gem that next season or in the January transfer window you can sell for three or four million pounds. Now that'd be great. We might have had that with Momo Diaby but obviously he's injured now until next year. Um, it, 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 to me, it'll just be frustrating to see if, I mean, Christ, we might turn up, everything might click over these two weeks. We might be talking next week of and course. we might go out there and absolutely tear Ipswich your new backside. But as it stands at the moment, the way our feelings are and what we've seen, all I can see is Ipswich have moved a step forward and we haven't even stood still. We've stepped back, um, which will be the frustrating thing. So. But I'm not, I'm not opposed to assigning people we don't know because I, I don't know anyone that doesn't play for us, really, unless they're like <laughs> a really big name, in which case we're not going to get them anyway. 
And like there might have been, again, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but there might have been people that we've signed before that we didn't really know that mm. uh, that came good. Um, mm. Or we might get someone on loan that were like, a, Kenwin Jones scored seven goals in a mm. month or whatever, and it might turn a season around. I'm not opposed to signing people we don't no. know because they're seeing stuff that we're not seeing. It, that's that's literally mm -hmm. what they are getting paid for. Um, and and teams like Brighton and Luton or whoever that have made it into the Premier League have done that by gambling on some random people that they don't know. It just turned out that theirs were all good and we found all shit ones. <laughs> As is our way. <laughs> well, well, I think uh, I, saw a, I saw a stat uh, earlier today that um, I think Coventry have spent the most money of the sides that haven't got parachute payments. I think they splashed out £26 million. Yes, they did get 22 for Goy Carez and 20 million mm. for Hamer. So they did get the money in, but they were the two yeah. outstanding performers from them last season where they just missed out to Luton. Um, and, and this this is another frustrating thing because three or four years ago, they were playing at Northampton Town's ground and um, and then they were playing at uh, Birmingham City's ground because they yeah. couldn't, because they don't own the ground. It was owned by Wasps who have since gone bust and he's, and the ground, the Rico, is now owned by Mike Ashley, of all people. Um, but at one point, that that club was on its knees and was literally going to go. So were Luton, weren't they? Yeah, Luton just well. could, they were no longer going to exist. No, and, and, does... and... and Brighton, before, a few years before that. I mean, Brighton yeah. playing at, it... with Dean Stadium, which were yeah. like... It does, does highlight, stars, it? it does highlight, though, the eight years of Chan Series reign how little we have progressed under it. Yeah. It does when you've just said things like that. When I, I've just said Coventry have just sold forty-five million pounds with the players. Yes, they they both had outstanding seasons last season. But what the, there's there's no I don't know. It could be a couple of players in the Wednesday team no that have outstanding mm. yeah have, have outstanding seasons this season and they go for 20 million. I couldn't tell you who they probably would be but there's not going to be many, even if they have an outstanding season. So it just shows that how teams have, can progress with the right people in charge. I'm not just saying owners, it's the football people who yeah. know how to run. But, but our, fans, our fans won't have that. So Brentford, when Brentford announced that they were going to go for this buy and sell thing, their fans were livid with it. They didn't want it. But then obviously it's worked because they bought somebody, sold them for two million, bought someone for two million, sold yeah. them for five million and, and moved on. And our fans won't have that. If we had someone good and we sold them six months later, yeah. there'd be think, riots about it. Because wow, I, 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 I think we would now, though. I think we no, would. I, yeah, it, I think the, the, it'd be a clear direction, wouldn't it? The, the, the way football has changed, that's probably where we see the team moving forward is by going down that, that route. We've seen how well it's worked at Brentford, you know, that, that, that we're not that big team that can track the players in. And Brian, we haven't got Brian the money. done the same. Yeah. Yeah. And Southampton did it. Southampton. You've yeah. got to trust yeah. that they're then going to reinvest it. Barnsley yes. said they were doing it and they sold, they've sold 19 players just to Luton since 2006 <laughs> or something. Wow. They haven't progressed at all. They just sell them all for 500 grand and then just go, well, I don't know what happens to that money. It goes down back at Sofa. So you've got to still, <laughs> they've got to actually reinvest it. Otherwise, all you are yes. doing is treading yes. water. Yeah. Um, that is, that's I true. Don't, I don't think... But then, when, you, when you talk about 
eight, eight years, Asher said, that since Chancery has been in there, if you'd put a plan in place early doors, like a plan B, so you didn't get to the Premier League in those first two seasons, you're right, right, let's flip it now, let's do plan B, let's invest in youth, let's upgrade the facilities in the academy, let's target some players and, and do the money ball like, like Brentford have done. You know, you'd have had seven, six, seven years to have a crack at that as your plan B, which would have put it in a much better financial situation and a much better situation as a club to be able to avoid points penalties and, and to be able to sell players and reinvest into the team. But now he's left it and he's, he's too stubborn to change it. He's just, he's just hoping he's going to drop on a successful manager like when Pigs got wilder, hoping he flukes on a manager that can, that can just accelerate the team up the league. Um, or drop on a player, which which we, we never do, do we? I mean, I think record sell is still like Chris Brunt, isn't it, for three and a half million or something like that? But we, we just it, haven't well, got a history of doing that, have we? Well, I, I was just going to say about Lucas Zhao. Didn't he go for something like four million plus some add-ons if he, yeah, if he got might the goals? Be, yeah, Zhao, yeah. yeah. So, was, yeah. so say, say four million, because I'm sure he didn't hit his goal targets for Reading. Um to be fair, that were a steal. I would have let him go for. I, like, I thought that yeah. they paid over odds for him. To be yeah. fair, I, I, thought, I, yeah. I yeah. think I think that is the the one that stands out in the. In the Haven't the, they just that, got? Didn't they get points taken off them last season, and that's yeah. why they got relegated as well? So. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> but and and we got we sold. Um, what's his name? Green, Andre Green, was it? We brought yeah. him in. He played, and he got sold for yeah. three hundred grand or something to mm. somewhere in Turkey. But. But like I, I, I quite, I think I agree with you, Holly, on that. I don't think the fans, if, oh, go on, let's just say, Masaba has a cracking next three months, and is is someone comes in for him in January. Yes, he's a bright talent, and he's doing really well. But if someone comes in with a few million for him, would would he would he go? But then if know. we sold it, if we. So, like, after the, after the first season, not last season, the one before, if we sold any of them players, even if we got loads of money and said we were going to reinvest it, people would have been livid, any of them, because they'd have said that we're weakening as team by selling the people that got us into the playoffs. I just don't think our fans yeah. would accept it because they have got this thing about but then, us being But then the, direct, the directive from the owner it should should make it or... or seem like that's that's the sort of plan he wants to go with yeah. but at the minute i don't think anyone could tell you what the the, the mm. owner's long all right then yes the long-term plan is to get to the premier league that's that's everyone's long-term plan i get that but i meant a medium to long-term plan what what's what's his thing are we a are we an investing team into youth bringing them through selling a couple are we ones that are just going to be a, a team that would get the late 20s early 30s for a last paycheck um, it, it and that's a, that's the problem. There's no direction, is, is there, Ash? No. We, do, we don't know. What are what are we? What 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 is this team? What what is he trying to achieve? What are we trying well, to think, achieve now? You know, I think it was said that he spent in excess of 180 million in his time at Wednesday, but the player sales account for less than 10. But then, like that. in in that instance, you've got to trust. Cisco rather than Darren Moore, aren't you? Because Darren Moore did bring in all those older players, whereas these are younger. So in theory, if if we are saying that we want someone who could either come good or be sellable, 
that they are much more sellable than Gregory or Bannon or any of those people that are slightly younger than me. <laughs> so the in theory, what we're doing now is what we're actually asking to do. It's just that they haven't come good yet. We haven't given no. them a bit of a chance. Well, they have had a even couple just, of weeks. Even just dropping on a on a player and being able to sell them for a lot could could transform us, couldn't it? You know, it could just give us that boost. But I also take your point about selling a player and causing uproar with the fans because you know if we'd have sold Forest Yeri for twelve million back in the day to Fulham, I imagine ninety percent of the reaction would have been anger. But then in hindsight, we probably should have done it. But you know. <laughs> and that that's that's yeah. hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And at that particular yeah. time, Forestieri was a key player, wasn't he? Yeah. I think we've I think we've seen since then to now where we are financially. But we just at the moment, the problem is I don't think there's a lot of trust amongst the fans about which way Chancery wants to go. True. Very true. So I know we, we've got, got a bit sidelined there. We're on about Ipswich, but uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, ask you for a prediction how, how things will go. Like I said, we've had a couple of weeks on training ground. They've, they've had time to gel. Cisco's had uh, time to get what hopes he is some sort of game plan over to the players. So Holly, I'll start with you. What do you reckon it will happen on Saturday? I've predicted a positive result every week and that has not been successful <laughs> so this week i think that we're gonna lose uh i'm not even gonna give a score line because i'm not even gonna give them the satisfaction of listening to it i'm just think that we're gonna lose <laughs> right john yeah I, although the added time i think is good for us in, in in a lot of ways i think it's the wrong fixture i'd have preferred somebody down there at the bottom i think Ipswich are a side on upward trending, so I agree with Holly. I think we're going to lose this one, and but I'll go for a one nil Ipswich. Simon, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to side with everybody else. Um, Fucking hell, fire. I know. Um, I may. I'd love to go. Look, my only positive I could say is nil nil, but I'm going one nil, two nil to Ipswich. Come on, Ash, be your normal positive I, self. I am. I'm. I'm going positive. I am. I, I'm trusting that Cisco has, has managed to get through all the players' um, heads and of what he wants and how he wants to play. And everyone listening is probably going to think, but I'm going to think, I think we're going to sneak a 1 0. I think I do. I, I'm going positive. I think uh, no one likes international breaks, but I think we got a point going into it. And I, personally, I think the break came at a good time. Um, shit results. Great, great point at Leeds. Playing a little bit of of what I see, what Cisco wants to to be playing. Um, I'm going to go pause. I think we're going to kick kick off from uh, the international break with a with a one nil win. That's, oh, I'm sold me. then. Yeah, we're on a roll, mate. Mate, right. mate. <laughs> mate well, yeah, big stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, well, it's been ages since we lost. Yeah, what is it? Three weeks, <laughs> mate. If it's one nil, I'll be more than happy with that. One nil, I'll be more than happy. Yeah, it's 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 never a must-win game, is it? They're always the next one, but it's it it's good to get the one nil, um, the one point. Apologies, and get off the bottom. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kick on. I think. So. What what you've got to see from this two weeks is there'd be an expectation from the fans to see some improvement on the players' yes. formations. If we, What we don't want to see is 
the same as what we've seen running up to prior to the Leeds game and some partly some of the Leeds game. I think what we need to see is that the two weeks have benefited those players gelling as a team. If we don't see that, then it might be the start of the end for the manager. We've we've got we've got Ipswich who came up with us on Saturday, and then the following Saturday we've got uh, Swansea who are an established Championship team. We've so actually got you, we've, we've actually got, got Middle, we've got, yeah. we've got oh, Juicy Night as well. Yeah. Oh oh. Well, they're near, they're bottom. So they're below they're us. Got a point. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, that, so, so that's that's nine <laughs> points out of the next three, then, isn't it? That's nine points out of the next three. But no, yeah. I, yeah. Well, even so, Middlesbrough, they they are, and they were in the playoffs last season for a time and dropped off, didn't they? Um, yeah. But I, I think, think really, just... you, there's, there's there's an argument. Sorry, there's an argument for every team that you play that the established championship team they've just come down in the last couple you know what I mean it, it's such yeah. a such a strong league uh where yeah. it, it is yeah it, it is it's such, a, it's such a strong league and then we've got Ipswich and Preston at the top of the league who yeah. we would have never forecast that, that would it. we yeah. it won't it won't and no, well hopefully won't. that'll be the same at the bottom as well it won't stay like that no it, so. it, 46 games we're only we're only five in you know what the championship's like it's a very concertina league Three wins on the bounce, you're out of trouble. Three defeats, you're in the mire, aren't you? So yeah. it's just it's just one of those leagues. But I think the main worry still remains where the goals are going to come from. And when Simon says, "What do you want to see?" I want to see more attack. You know, look like we're more an attacking threat and look like we're going to get more shots on on goal and stuff like that. That's that'd be a, a positive start for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a bit of positivity. So we've uh, we can end it there. So we've had three losses on one win so we'll 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 concentrate on the win that's my uh one nil um prediction but thank you very much for joining us everyone we we thought we could only get 35 40 minutes tonight but we've moaned that much we've got an hour, over an hour and five <laughs> people so we've done well so apologies to everyone listening if that was too dour dour for oh, you I'm gonna, uh, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow john wow that's uh it's, it's, yeah, I can't have got nothing to say to that. Actually, thank it's you very one, much. Momo. <laughs> Momo, yeah, not not Diaby, Diaby. Oh, just on that, <laughs> some of the names on the list. Did you see some? Oh, sorry, sorry, we were going to end everyone, but I just thought that, I did, who, any other business, Ash. Any, any, any other business? Yeah. <laughs> who, who who knew his name was Diaby, Diaby? Anyone? No, no, no. 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 Like Shakira, how, Shakira, I'm on board with it. He, he's he's, like, he's moment. His mum and dad, oh, God, what are we going to call him? Yeah. What's his surname, Diaby? There you go. Diaby, Diaby. <laughs> that always gets me. That, um, what do you call him now? Kanye West called his son North, didn't they? Yeah. So if his son ever writes an autobiography, it'll be North by North West. North. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, uh, we are going to leave it, it earlier. <laughs> yeah, we should have done we any other business. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you uh, if you like what you hear, give us a like, subscribe on all the socials. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to Simon, John and Holly and uh, everyone. Hope you have a great time on Saturday to watch Ipswich Town and we'll see you uh, later. Bye. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.